Do you know the final score? Of the- well, I believe it's fifty-five ten. Who did they? Who did they play? The Bengals. Denver. No, no, Bengals. The- yes, that no, was Broncos. Oh, it's Broncos. It was Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. it was Broncos. The Bengals was the. <laughs> hey, there's John Candy moment. Yeah, some team with orange. Okay. What was the weather <laughs> forecast that day? <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. Well, that's how it sounds this morning. Birds chirping. Peaceful. And what kind of feels like a spring morning a little bit. It is in the 40s. This, after that nasty storm rolled through Thursday evening, sounded quite different last night. Well, that's not how it sounded. It sounded more like this. That's Rock County. You were in Summit. You had the hail, too, coming down. Yeah, freaked the cat out. (laughs) Cat cat wasn't happy. Because they're not used to that in February. Yeah, the cat looked at the calendar and said, wait a minute. He's Bob Brainerd. Michelle Richards is also here. Eric Bilstad in for Vince Vetrano. The rest of the gang also here. Adam Roberts in the newsroom uh, scrambling to get more information as we deal with the uh, recovery effort from this tornado. Debbie Lasca's got the roads, of course, and Greg Pancake Hill has been given 18 plates to spin. Um, so, yeah, this is history. Never had a tornado touchdown in February, and... This one sat down for a bit. wasn't just a one and done here. I mean, the Twister moved east after hitting Evansville, uh, stopped as it got into Jefferson County. But boy, hmm. I mean, that was a storm that rolled through. We're seeing the damage this morning, yeah. all these trees down on every news station, got reporters out everywhere. Yeah, been checking the outages. So far, the outages have gotten a lot better than they were. So obviously, Alliant Energy is going to be dealing with that. We Energy has barely any. It's maybe 50 in Waukesha County at the moment. I thought this was fascinating. So all the TV stations were doing the, you know, doing the coverage. And uh, Fox 6, so Tom Walks is on the air, the meteorologist over there on Fox 6. And they are looking at a deal cam of I-39, a DOT cam. I-39 in Rock County, and this is as the tornado starts spinning across. You can't really see the tornado, but you can see the wind changes from the rain and the hail and whatnot, and clearly he can identify it. Look at the wind. Look at the wind. I mean, that, that wind, this thing has got to be crossing. It's, it, yeah, it's very, very Look, close right the cars, now. The trucks are now stopping. Through. Oh, my goodness. All right, we're going to continue to watch this. Again, this is a confirmed tornado that is crossing live. Um, on Interstate 39 near Edgerton, uh, and oh my goodness. Yeah, just, I mean, that thing rolled over I-39, cars that were stopping on the roadways. Haven't gotten a lot of attention yet as far as injuries, but we do know there's a lot of damage that, especially when the sun starts to come up, that we're really going to pick up on. Tom was out of breath. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a meteorologist's Super Bowl right there to do that. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I mean, he doesn't even need to watch on Sunday. It's six fourteen. Speaking of sports, Bob's got it in one minute. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Sports Desk. Here's Bob Brainerd. Well, the Bucks are funky right now, and not in a good way. Lost to Minnesota last night, playing shorthanded, parlayed with that brutal one and four road trip. It all added up to another L for Doc Rivers' squad. Flights that they had us, you know, time change, coming back, back-to-backs, insane. I haven't said that. Uh, no one feels sorry for you. 
you, you go through this. Bucks are back at it tonight, hosting Charlotte. Game time is 7 p.m. Bucks shoot around begins at six bells here on 620 WTMJ. So veteran Patrick Beverly is en route to Milwaukee. Campaign shipped to Philadelphia in a trade to bring Beverly to Milwaukee and hopefully assist on the defensive side. But he's a good spirit for your team. Um, and one of the most competitive players I've ever coached. And people like that, um, it's contagious. And I think that's good for our team. That's a good trade, isn't it? Um, he's kind of a dog. Oh, he's a dog. Oh, he, he lets people, he trash talks. He trash talked Dame when yeah. Dame was still in Portland. Actually, he said that yesterday that he's going to have to make sure he gets his relationship straight with Dame. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're not really on the same page. In at quick the fashion, uh, the local college basketball agenda is chock full of action tomorrow, Saturday. Marquette will host St. John's while Wisconsin has a road contest at Rutgers and the Milwaukee Panthers also with some road work to do against Robert Morris. How about some love for the Milwaukee Admirals? Still perfect in 2024. 12-0, and 0, just one win shy of tying the team record of 13 set in 2019. Chance to get that tonight against the Chicago Wolves. And head coach Carl Taylor says the ads, they've been nice on ice. But if you're, you're trying to stay together, the group is strong in the room, they're pushing through things together, I think when that happens, some special things can happen. And you don't usually win 12 in a row, and uh, that's a, a treat for us to enjoy and for our fans and for the organization. And They haven't lost since December. Since December. That's awesome. And we still haven't gotten free custard or anything. I keep waiting for the free I know. stuff. I know. The Brewers are the, the Webb's Burgers, right? Yeah. yeah. Come on, ads. Come on, John Greenberg. <laughs> something. <laughs> Give us a little something. Un- it's not on Greeny. He's not the one that has to get that. You need a local but, business. But he has pull. He can make something happen. <laughs> sure. Thank you, sir. 618. Yeah, the hail. One of the biggest uh, issues was the the size of the hail that came down. The lightning, too. There was so much lightning. And you're going to start picking up on uh, more of the damage, how bad it was as far as the damage goes there, especially in Rock County, Evansville area, that stretch, um, as the day goes on. If there's damage by you and you could do so safely, please uh, send us a text. 855-616-1620 on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. 855-616-1620. PRIs for us this morning. Well, as part of our Decision Wisconsin coverage, WDTMJ is going to be previewing elections that will be on ballots across the state, especially across southeast Wisconsin, in the February 20th spring primary. Believe it or not, that's just a couple of weeks away. WDTMJ's Adam Roberts has a look at where polls will be open this month in Waukesha County. Vote like your whole world depended on it. The countdown continues to Wisconsin's spring primary on February 20th. All month long on WTMJ, we're providing a look at what voters can expect on their ballots when they head to the polls. This week, we take a look at what primaries are coming up in Waukesha County. First up, a school board referendum that voters are quite familiar with in the Waterford Union District, which includes parts of far southeast Waukesha County. Their voters will once again choose if they support or oppose the most expensive school referendum in the state. $91 million is the ask, 
which would come with an increase in property taxes of about $350 a year. The gym has buckets hanging, catching leaks, and I vote yes for the referendum. I think what they're doing is they're trying to just tax us to death. It's the third straight year the Waterford School District has asked voters for more money, hoping to upgrade the city's 65-year-old high school building. Voters have turned down a smaller $20 million referendum for the past two years. Over in Brookfield, voters in District 5 will replace outgoing Alderman Scott Berg. Candidates include businessman Sean Campbell, attorney Amanda Davis, and the city's director of administration, Dean Marquard. Meanwhile, in the town of Genesee, the town board supervisor position is up for grabs. Residents will vote in the primary for two of the following candidates, Tony Reese, Terry Tesh, Art Schneider, Mark Pickler, Adam Coker, and Adrian Tengler. And in the village, not city, but village of Waukesha, incumbent village trustee Michael Gorecki is being challenged for his seat by Roger Adams and Cheryl Kay. Now, important reminder, the deadline to pre-register to vote has now passed for February 20th, but there are still other ways to register. Voters still have time to head to their local clerk's office between now and February 16th, or you can register day of at your local polling place. Just make sure to bring your legal ID and proof of residence with. For those wishing to vote absentee, most must request a ballot by February 15th, except for those in hospitals who have until 5 p.m. on the 20th to have a ballot brought to them. Reminder, all ballots must be received by 8 p.m. on the 20th in order to count towards the final tally. Coming up next week, we explore what's on the ballot this month in Ozaki and Washington counties. Adam Roberts, WTMJ News. Good stuff from Adam. Thank you. 625 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's a look at some of what we're looking at for the uh, upcoming half hour on the program. We will go live to Las Vegas. So the city itself you know, take the Super Bowl out of it. There's a lot happening in Vegas when you have an event like this. So we'll we'll get an inside look at all of what's happening, whether it's the security, the gambling, all of that. We'll do that next half hour. Plus, we'll check in with uh, a guy who I would anticipate knows everything that will happen in the Super Bowl. We'll get his take on what could happen on Sunday if you're looking to maybe throw it on a buck or two. I don't know. Just saying. Maybe. Why was Robin Lopez reading a book? On the side of the court last night. Bob Brainerd does sports at 645. You guys ever send your food back at a restaurant? Ooh. Nope. That takes a lot for me to do that. Yeah, too much work. Too much heavy lifting. Yeah. Right. And too much worrying about what they're going to do to it. <laughs> right. Well, that is a valid concern, Debbie. As we are hearing from a Redditor here that uh, is gaining some attention today. Um, he worked at a high-end restaurant, says a customer ordered a medium-rare steak. Okay. The cook has 30-plus years of experience in the restaurant industry, rarely misses a temperature, and the guy's not happy with it, sends it back. This happened six times. He sent it back six? Six six times. Okay, come on. That's a little over the top. And you want medium rare. I mean, after six times... This is a good point. Medium well, well, aren't you? Right, unless they're doing a different steak every time. Maybe he was complaining that it was overcooked. You know, that happens too. Um, So cue the chef, who is the most professional and reasonable, easy, easygoing guy this person has ever worked with. He says, never say a word about what I'm going to do. Proceeds to, allegedly, take the steak, drop it on the ground, drag it with his foot across the entire kitchen, and kick it by the grease trap. Then he steps on it and puts it back on the grill. No, no. Well, you, at least you put it on the grill so they kill off anything. That, yeah. <laughs> one can hope. So what do you think the customer says about this steak? 
It was fantastic. Perfect. perfect. It's fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Oh yeah. Well, something Is that on my hair on there. <laughs> bon appetit. Oh man, I'm never sending anything back no. now. No. Six thirty-nine. Las Vegas is the place to be this weekend. Of course, the Super Bowl is Sunday, so all kinds of people are in Sin City, including ABC's Alex Stone, who joins us now. Good morning, Alex. Derek, good morning. Can you imagine what's going to go on tonight and tomorrow night in Las Vegas before the Super Bowl? All the the parties and clubs are getting going. It's been kind of family-oriented through the week, Hmm. but, you know, it's it's go time (laughs) now in in Las Vegas tonight. How is Vegas handling this? Has it been able to handle the, uh, the amount of people, the amount of energy bringing this all in? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it seems like Vegas was built for this, right? The, the, really, Vegas and L.A. And L.A. was two years ago that uh, the, the Super Bowl was there in, in the new stadium. Really, these are the, the focus cities now for the NFL to say this is what the Super Bowl will be, where the whole city or the area of the city uh, really gets into it. And they have the hotels and the restaurants and the clubs right there, and that's what they're building in L.A. That's what they've already got here in Vegas. And I'm staring at Allegiant Stadium right now. It, it's all lit up. It looks, you know, almost brand new. The, the security rings are up around it. The casinos, I can tell you from walking through them a, a couple of minutes ago, they're still rocking from overnight. The parties will get going tonight. This is what the, the NFL wants. But uh, I was at the NFL Experience uh, last night. I found Chris Munsterson, uh, Munsterman and his nine-year-old son. They drove here from Kansas City. They're all decked out in Chiefs chains and crazy hats and sunglasses, and he told me this. I've been rocking this Reebok hat since we were in the 2-14 and 14 days, um, and we start winning once I start wearing it. So, uh, I don't know, I just kept it and started adding things to it. And he definitely did. Then there's Tiffany Simpson, uh, born and raised in the Bay Area. I feel like Mahone is a great player. He's gave, he's gave a lot of, um, you know, stats and all that. I just feel like the 49ers better take it, period. We better take it, which tells you that, Purdy, I'm not playing with you, Pur- Purdy. I know you're listening. Come on. Get him. <laughs> so, Eric, today the, the teams, uh, they got their final practices here before they're going to be able to chill a little bit heading into Sunday. And Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, they say the teams look good. Uh, Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes are looking strong. Yeah, yeah. If you go by the betting at all, the, the Niners are about a two-point favorite over hmm. the Chiefs. Some of the analysts don't agree with that. And um, if you want a ticket to get in, 6200 bucks is what I found being the cheapest this morning Ooh, on okay. StubHub for a single ticket. If you want 50-yard line, $38,000 a ticket. Well, enjoy it. Put it all on red, if you would. And I, I don't know which team that is. They're both kind of red. So I know that's it. It's a sea of red here right now. It's like red everywhere you look. ABC's Alex Stone in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Thank you, sir. You got it. Thanks, sir. Six forty-five. Only at Steinoffels. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Sports Desk. Here's Bob Brainerd. The Bucks lost. This is a recording. Beaten by the Timberwolves, playing without Dame or Middleton or Campaign. He was traded for Patrick Beverly. Just bad stuff all around now, says Doc Rivers. Obviously, you want to win games, and obviously you would love to be healthy so you can win games. But something good will come out of all this stuff. Um, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. Sometimes you got to go through stuff to get stuff, and we're, we're going through it right now. So next attempt to get through the stuff tonight against the Hornets at Pfizer Forum. Buck shoot-around begins... At 6 p.m. with the tip-off to follow at 7 p.m. here on 620 WTMJ. So Patrick Beverly to the rescue, right? Uh, We shall see. He is a very, very high IQ player. 
um, especially defensively and even offensively with his movement and stuff and setting picks. Um, he's also an instigator. Um, he's a big talker defensively, not meaning trash talk, meaning he talks on defense. And I think those are some of the things that, that we need. And he's a trash talker, too. Uh, the Milwaukee Panthers lost in overtime last night at Youngstown State, looking for a bounce back on the road tomorrow at Robert Morris. Also tomorrow, Marquette takes over Fiserv Forum against St. John's, while the Badgers have a Saturday afternoon date at Rutgers. And while some of us may obsess over whether a certain Grammy winner will make it to Vegas to catch her tight end boyfriend playing in the Super Bowl, the aforementioned tight end seems really focused on the game and not some lame version of Name That Tune. All right, let's do the fun one first. I was wondering if you can help me complete this lyric here. Karma is the guy on the... Chiefs, of course. Finish it. Coming straight. (sighs) What's the second question? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The second question is, and good job, by the way. Thank you. Um, Yeah, he was not biting. (laughs) She she was... She tried. She's reciting... Taylor Swift, yep, obviously, yep. obviously, mm-hmm. and Travis is just nope, just X's and O's, just football. Hey, can I ask you something? Sure. So Robin Lopez from the Bucks, he was also traded yesterday, yes. and salary then, dump. Yeah, which is one of those trades, and then the team they traded him to the Kings, or whatever. Sacramento. Yeah. So anyway, he was <laughs> on the Bucks sidelines there, just reading a book, hanging out. Yeah, he never he never left the building, so he he but, knew before but why the deadline. He didn't come to the game. He was reading a book. Do you know why, Eric? Because he's Robin Lopez. <laughs> Which I appreciate Because he that. looks like Sideshow Bob. I, I do love him just, for oh, that. Oh, it was, it was the highlight of the game last night. I'll tell you that. After that loss. I want to see, I got to find out what book he was reading. You got to figure out what's going on in his brain right now. I'm on it. I'm on it. 649. All right. So I know a lot of people uh, enjoy the pomp and the pageantry. The circumstances. The circumstances of the Super Bowl. Uh, we just had Alex Stone live from Las Vegas, but we wanted to go right to the source. I, I want to talk to the guy who I know knows the most about all <laughs> things big game, and that is Gabe Neitzel from ESPN Milwaukee Gen. Gabe and Chewy starts at 7 o'clock on 94.5 ESPN. Okay, Gabe, so here's what we're going to do. All right. I'm going to throw some, I'm going to think that they're pretty difficult questions. Okay. Maybe you, and some of them are, <laughs> some of them are multiple choice and some of them Ooh, are not. Love multiple choice. All right. And <laughs> I always, think always big helps fan. These yeah. are, big these fan. are harder ones. These are more <laughs> difficult Super Bowl questions of okay. history. And I'll allow you a lifeline to both Bob Brainerd, of course, or Michelle Richards. I will be so helpful. <laughs> well, you've got a computer in front of you, right? I do. I've got the Googles. <laughs> All right, number one, Super Bowl three. How many passes did Joe Namath throw in the fourth quarter when he led his Jets to a shocking upset win over the Colts? <sighs> I can give you I can give you multiple choice if you'd like it. Yeah, let's go with multiple choice here. A, zero. Yeah, I know it's a low number. B, one. C, two. I'm going to say zero. Boom, that's correct. Yep. Yeah, I knew it wasn't a lot. Like he had, like for getting all the credit for that game (laughs) and guaranteeing the win, he like did not play well. It was a bad Mm -hmm. game. Ran out the number one. Yeah, you know, throwing out the number Mm -hmm. one. Knew his team was going to win. Broadway Joe, which winning quarterback has thrown for the fewest number of yards in Super Bowl history? Uh, So a little bit of cheat. We've been doing Super Bowl trivia of our own over on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. That's Bob Greasy. I believe he only had seventy-three passing yards. On the losing side, this starting quarterback threw for zero yards. On the losing side, starting quarterback threw for zero. 
Oh, see, so that one's going to be tough. Got to be, be low scoring game yeah. again, right? I mean, but, well, but it's also got to be. Yeah. Um, was uh, it. Uh, this actually, this will probably tip it in for you. Uh, it was against the uh, mighty, mighty Chicago. Yeah, Bears. I was about to say, I was trying to think of who the starting quarterback for the Patriots was. Yep. I don't know who Tony it was. Tony Eason. Oh, yeah. All right, number three. What player on the losing side won an MVP? What player on the losing side of a Super Bowl game won an MVP? Should know this one. I could give you a team or a little hint. I should know this one. I'm not going to come up with an answer. Bob, do you know it? I don't remember. No. He was on the Cowboys. I know he was on the Cowboys because the Cowboys have somehow <laughs> the said, Cowboys. These are tough. Well, because somehow oh. the Cowboys have only won five Super Bowls and somehow oh. they have seven Super Bowl MVPs. Right. Oh, 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 oh. Lifeline? I know it. I know it. Cheater. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Without, without Googling, is it Chuck Hawley? Boom. That's yeah. correct. All right. Here we go. Next one. Niners. The 49ers hold the record for most points scored in the Super Bowl. How many points was it? 55. Correct. You know the final score? Of the- I believe it was 55-10. Who did they, who against did they play? the Bengals? Denver. <laughs> No, no, Bengals. Yes. That was Broncos. Oh, it was Broncos. It was Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, it was Broncos. The Bengals was the, hey, there's John Candy moment. Yeah, some team with orange. Okay. What was the weather forecast that day? <laughs> it was in a dome. <laughs> All right. Okay, this is a really hard one, but maybe this is something you would know. During Dallas's 24-3 win, the Cowboys' great Bob Lilly tackled Bob Greasy to record the greatest sack for a loss in Super Bowl history. Greatest How many yards were lost in the sack? I can give you multiple choice. <laughs> I'm, I'm a dog. Dolphins fan, so okay. unfortunately I remember this, but multiple choice. Go. A, 17 yards. B, 29 yards. C, 51 yards. Gabe. Gabe. <laughs> I, I, Say I, B. I told you. B. B. Tough. B. B, yes. 29 yards yeah. is correct. Okay. Bad. Last one. <laughs> How does that happen? Which How does that happen? He kept, he, kept, he kept running and twisting and turning. And like, there not are four, four choices And he wasn't here. Michael Vick, so he couldn't get away? He was not. Last one. Which NFL coach has lost the most Super Bowls? Which NFL coach has lost the most Super Bowls? And there's four options. So there's four there's options four that have done it. That have, so yeah. my guess is four has got to be the record. So Levy's on that list. Yep. <sighs> Okay, so the Patriots only lost three. So four is the record, yep. And you can... <laughs> I'll so, give you a hint. One of them lost four, but won one. Yes, okay. So we've got Marv Levy on the list. Shula is on the, list. on the list. Very good. Um, I'm coaches impressed. that have lost... Uh, what about of, Belichick? No, I mean, they've, they've got them, no? three. They went, ten, they went to uh, ten. Yeah. They won... Oh, no, wait. He didn't lose four. No, he they went to four. nine. They w- Brady went to ten. They went to nine. That's right. They okay. lost three, two to the Giants. Yeah. One, one of the them Eagles. is Bud Grant. I don't know if you would have gotten Bud Grant. Oh, yeah, with yeah. The Vikings, But this one been. you're going to kick yourself on. Dan Reeves. Oh, because the Broncos. Yeah. Dan Reeves. Added, added the last one with the Falcons <laughs> when they got blown out by the Broncos. <laughs> right. All right, Gabe. Uh, okay, I know you got to go. Uh, in 20 seconds or less, what are you thinking on Sunday? I, I have a hard time picking at this point against Patrick Mahomes. Like Patrick Mahomes and, and, and Andy Reid are just such a great combination. They've been able to really kind of isolate all the issues that they've had with their wide receiving core by focusing on just the guys that can make plays. I know yeah. MVS had the one catch to clinch the game in the AFC sure. Championship game, but they've been taking advantage of Rasheed Rice, Isaiah Pacheco, obviously Travis Kelsey. Like the Niners are a really good team, but in games like this, the quarterback matters. And Brock Purdy's not a game manager. He's better than that. 
But at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the yeah. NFL right now. It's he a hard. I have a hard Mahomes, time right. betting against him. He's still the smartest man in my book when it comes to Super Bowl history. Gabe Nicel <laughs> from ESPN. Well <laughs> done, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> had, a, had a good batting average, I guess. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah. Thank you, Gabe. Thanks, have a good guys. One.